TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. For any of you that have been toying with the idea of going full paleo or even trying out a whole 30, brace yourselves because today's guests are about to remove all excuses. I know when Steve and I started out with paleo, much of what we did was trial and error. We relied a lot on Instagram and pictures on Facebook for inspiration and meal ideas. If only we had known about Bill and Haley. Changing your lifestyle habits is not always smooth sailing, but there are definitely things that you can do to make your transition as smooth as possible. Knowledge is power, and if you're looking for information on getting started with paleo or improving what you're already doing, Bill and Haley have you covered. They have quickly become two of the web's most popular foodies, and it's easy to see why. They initially introduced their flair for paleo through their blog, The The Food Lover's Primal Palette, and have since co-authored Make It Paleo, which I think is pretty much the paleo recipe bible. It's got over 200 grain-free recipes and photos that make you instantly hangry. That's so hungry, you're angry. I promise (laughs) you you won't need to look elsewhere for inspiration. After the success of Make It Paleo, Bill and Haley went all out on their website and made it a truly wonderful resource for all things paleo. Here they provide us with a plethora of recipes and full menus for special occasions, a 30-day intro to paleo, 21-day sugar detox, and even cover special dietary requirements. Their second book, Gather, The Art of Paleo Entertaining, is the perfect resource for any of us who are worried about what our friends or family might think about the food we eat. In Gather, Bill and Haley make the impossible possible as they guide us through making entertaining effortless and enjoyable for everyone. So welcome to the show, Bill and Haley. We can't wait to hear more about how you make the seemingly impossible possible. Hi guys! Thanks for having us. Can we get a copy of what you uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you just said? We need that. You can just <laughs> carry me around. <laughs> well, guys, Thank was, you so much. That was the best introduction I think we've ever ever. Had. And we cannot do that <laughs> for ourselves either. No. <laughs> We're excited to have you. You're both such wonderful ambassadors for the paleo lifestyle and in making it something that everyone can achieve. Your love and respect and passion for food shines in all that you do. Can you tell us about how you discovered paleo and what got you to that point? Sure. Um, So it was me first, I guess. Um, Well, not I guess. It was me first. Definitely was you first. (laughs) Um, I was following a vegetarian diet um, and it really wasn't working out for me. Um, My thyroid had slowed down. And I was really having trouble with my weight. I had gained weight. I couldn't couldn't lose weight. Um, I was super frustrated. And um, I went on thyroid hormone, and it helped. And then it started not really working so well. And now I know it's because I was eating a lot of soy and taking the thyroid hormone. So it was sort of canceling it out. I was eating so much soy. Um, and... My grandfather is um, a doctor out in um, L.A., and he he does a mixture of, like, holistic, alternative 
medicine and conventional and he um, helped me out with my eating and I, I removed all grains um, and added back in animal protein and um, I didn't eat sugar. Um, I had a little bit of fruit, but I didn't need any treats or anything like that. And um, I was restricting calories and I, I dropped weight. Um, I lost like 25 pounds really, really quickly. Um, and then I sort of transitioned into, um, a less restrictive diet. It was still grain free. Um, but I added in more fat and just stopped, um, sort of portion controlling and, um, was maintaining my weight really well and felt really good. And then um, it was Thanksgiving and my cousins from Michigan were in town and my one cousin had been doing paleo for a really long time. And I remember um, my family being like, oh, Stephen's doing this caveman diet. So I don't know what he's going to eat at Thanksgiving. And um, when he was in town, I was talking to him and he was just sort of explaining to me, I knew about paleo because I was doing some CrossFit and um, one of the CrossFit coaches in town told me about paleo and I didn't get it. I thought it was like, you'd only eat meat. Like I really just didn't, I didn't understand. Yeah. And um, so um, my cousin Steven explained everything to me and it just totally made sense um, and really clicked with me. And I, I said to myself, you know, I've never felt this good in my entire life. Um, I've never been able to keep weight off so effortlessly. And I just sort of realized how grains, especially gluten, really affected me. And it sort of made me realize whenever I was in high school, I tried the South Beach diet. And after doing that, whenever I would eat bread again or any sort of gluten, my stomach would puff out. And I, I remember saying to my mom in high school, I was like, if I'm going to see friends, I can't eat any bread because I'm going to look really fat. Like my stomach is going to puff out. Hmm. And that's gluten intolerance, right? So um, I didn't realize that that's what was going on. Um, so I was just really going strong with paleo. And um, the only thing is I would still ch cheat with like regular dessert like gluten and I would feel really bad after uh -huh. um and then I met Bill I'm I'm a trained high definition makeup artist and uh, a mutual friend of ours is a musician Bill's a drummer and um he was our friend was filming a music video to promote his music and um Bill was playing the drums in the band at the time and was part of this music video. And, um, our friend asked me to come do his makeup for the video. And we spent 15 hours on a, um, on a music video set together and just sort of hit it off. And, um, I told him how I was eating and he was really interested in it. And once we started dating, he tried it out. Nice. So, 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 Bill, how much of your interest was actually interested in getting healthy and how much of it was just Haley? 80-20. paid off. Yeah, I, um, leading up to meeting Haley, I had spent a couple of years just being like a, a sort of like a, a little bit of a gym rat. I mean, I was I was living in a different city and, and uh, you know, just spending a lot of time with um, my guy friends in the gym and, you know, lifting weights and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing special, but, um, you know, needless to say, I had, I had fitness interests at least. And, 
I I definitely knew the difference between you know foods that promoted health and foods that didn't in a in a general sense. So when we met, it was uh, it was a really easy transition for me. I mean, I was I was interested in eating things that were optimal for my body and things that would increase performance and and uh, you know help me like uh, lean out a little bit because up till that point I was using like you know, like protein powders and junk like that. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting. And I, I've also, I've always loved to cook. So, you know, when we started dating, we were always cooking together and, uh, it was really just a perfect fusion of all these interests that we had. So, and it, it still is. Um, Thanks so much, uh, Haley, for telling your story. I think it's uh, it's so reminiscent of so many people that have gone to paleo. And uh, I was having flashbacks to my story as well. A friend of mine who was a CrossFitter uh, quite a few years ago uh, introduced it to me. And, yeah, I just wasn't ready to receive it. It just went straight over my head. And it wasn't until Sarah and I were looking around for a, a, an optimum way to eat that we came across it. And then all these, all these flashbacks started coming back of what he was trying to uh, tell me at that time. Um, I'm interested, uh, you guys as well, because Sarah and I really, our first introduction to paleo was through Rob Wolf's uh, book, The Paleo Solution. And um, as time goes on, we understand more about uh, optimal ways of eating and so forth. I'm I'm interested to know, um, with your journey, uh, how have you found that your paleo way of eating has evolved with information that you've come across? And how how do you see organizations like Western A Price Foundation tying into, you know, be complementary towards the evolution uh, of of um, the modern modern paleo diet? Um, our so our version of paleo has really evolved um, a lot, and a lot of that had to do with uh, Weston A. Price. Um, and whenever I just think back on on you know what I thought about how I should be eating and the things I said really early on, I remember saying, "Oh, I'm never going to eat tallow. I'm never going to eat bone marrow." You know, and um, did a lot of cooking with olive oil. Um, Haley wasn't even eating red meat when we first started. Yeah, I, I wasn't even eating red meat. I thought it would make me sick because I hadn't eaten eaten it in so long. And um, I, I changed that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He he grilled a very nice ribeye steak for me, and I never went back. So um, like salty ribeye. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's really interesting. The other, the other thing that I really like to talk about, um, with people in our evolution, well, mine, mine particular is I used to have a really bad relationship with food. Um, and I felt like I was really addicted to sugar and, um, never really had great control over my cravings. And that, that's one thing that, um, paleo really helps me with is actually really, um, being proud uh, about the way I'm eating and feeling good and not thinking about things anymore. I mean, even whenever we were first paleo, I remember I was like trying to do paleo zone and trying to, you know, always thinking I was doing something wrong. And, um, and now I just really focus on food quality and eating really nutrient dense things and forget about everything else. And it's so, um, it's really like liberating. Um, and that's, that's been sort of the the thing that I really appreciate most about our whole evolution is that, you know, I don't 
you know, we cook with butter and duck fat and tallow and um, bacon fat and, and I, we only eat fatty cuts of meat and, um, and I never think about it. I never think twice about it. Um, I just know that I'm eating really good food for my body and I feel great. Um, but we do, we do things like bone broth and gelatin. Um, if we're making something with soup or stock or, you know, we need some sort of chicken broth or beef broth, we always make it from scratch. Um, and that isn't something that I always did. I didn't realize how easy it was. And, um, because of Weston price, that's, that's, you know, something that we learned and try and take our fermented cod liver oil when we can remember. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting because I just, I look back on how we were eating when we first started paleo and it was definitely the, you know, chicken breast and broccoli and coconut oil diet. And, um, yeah. and, uh, and now, um, you know, it's grass fed butter and saturated fats and fatty meats and bone broth and, um, things like that yeah and I think so. that's great because I think that mirrors the journey that so many paleo people have gone on and, mm. and so many of them did start off as vegans or vegetarians and have sort of made that progress through and so and I think as you said it is just so liberating like not having to count calories not having to worry about how much you eat or when you eat or you know just basically you know being able to just eat when you're hungry and stop when you're not and you know not stress right. about it so much I think it's so freeing for so many people so Obviously, at some stage along your journey, you guys decided that, that perhaps you wanted to share this information with others. So what was it that instigated you to want to start doing your blog and doing your books and those sort of things? It was it was really on, really early on in our journey. Um, we, you know, because we began cooking these meals together, we were taking photos of them and posting them to Facebook and and almost right away, we were like, wow, we should we should start a blog. And sort of the whole idea behind it was just showing people that, I mean, if this young couple that just started dating can do it, like, you know, anyone can do it. Yeah. And it was, it was fun for us. I mean, it, it sort of, it challenged us to keep, you know, trying new things and, uh, you know, we took it really seriously. We would, we would always have something that was coming up next on our blog and, and, uh, you know, we were always pushing ourselves, but um, it's always the always the mission has always been to just you know show people how easy it is and to help people. It's it's really all that all that we've ever wanted to do. Well, um, Bill, I think um, it's pretty obvious when you look at your your books and the website. Like you're definitely succeeding in your mission. I, re- I referred in the intro to um, people no longer having excuses once they looked at what you offer, and I think for me that was about um, you've made food so accessible. Um, I know in Make It Paleo you cover off like Italian and um, you know Chinese and all these amazing cuisines. Like there really is nothing that you're missing out on. Um, Bill and Haley, can you perhaps tell tell us what your best recipe triumph is? Maybe the one that you thought, "Oh gosh, how are we going to make this paleo? Which one?" <laughs> <laughs> I know mine. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's obviously the General Tso's chicken and <laughs> gather. I just that's my all time favorite dish. I, you know, I grew up eating a lot of Chinese food, um, and not like mall food, but um, my dad, who's who, uh, who's a recently retired nuclear engineer, he spent a lot of time in Japan and China, um, 
for work when I was a kid. So when he came home, my mom would try making authentic Chinese cuisine. And the thing that's sort of ironic about it is that General Tso's chicken is actually not an authentic <laughs> Chinese dish. It's an American you know, version of a Chinese dish, but, um, so it was, good. it was just something that was in general, you know, rotation in our house. And, and, uh, my mom, she's a great cook, but it was a, ch- it was a dish that was challenging even for her to, to master. So Phil really likes to do, um, really like dishes that need research. I don't like, I don't like fussing with that sort of stuff. I, I'm so I don't know. I just can't. I like throwing stuff in a skillet or in a pan and putting salt and pepper on it and just forgetting about it. Except for baking. But Bill's the one that makes the kombucha. He's, he's cured bacon. He came up with this general so's dish. I mean, what else? What other? Yeah. I'm into food projects. If it, (laughs) if it doesn't have 20 steps, I'm not interested. (laughs) We're massive kombucha fans on this end, Bill. So we're with you there. It's like having your own little pet. It's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I love Except when you mess up and it goes moldy and you have to throw everything out. Then it's really sad. We had an an old SCOBY once. It it was a, it was an old geezer. It didn't want to produce any good kombucha. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, the general says chicken. That was like, uh, that was, we probably took 12, different attempts on that to like really perfect it i mean it was close after three or four but we just kept refining it until it was like just perfect Mm. yeah Um, and i think for sorry go ahead uh, you go ahead (laughs) okay (laughs) i think um i think mine probably was um maybe the checkerboard cake in gather that's a difficult one yeah, yeah, it's technical, that, technically difficult. Yeah, that came about because um, my aunt, my mom's sister, when her kids, when her children turned one, she has three kids, and when they each turned one, she would bake a checkerboard cake for their birthdays, and I thought they were so cute. And we wanted to put a, um, a checkerboard cake into the birthday. We wanted to do a birthday menu and gather, and I thought this would be you know, great to do a checkerboard cake. Um, so that was pretty challenging. It was a, a new cake recipe. Um, our, our other cake recipes used coconut flour and this one was almond flour. And, um, you have to like pipe the cake batter in circles to make it, you know, the different layers to make it look like a checkerboard. So that was, that was sort of a, a challenging dessert recipe that I felt pretty proud about because it worked out pretty well. I mean, the, the thing that's common between those two is that they're really like fringe <laughs> paleo recipes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's not hard to make cuisine paleo. Cuisine is always like meat and fat and vegetables. But like making a paleo General Tso's chicken or a paleo like, you know, grain-free cake, like that's the stuff that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, you, you've kind of stuffed my next question, guys, because you guys are obviously the food lovers. And so there's no real way that I think anybody in their right mind can say, geez, that's, uh, I'm missing out by moving on to paleo. So my question was... Um, how how do you explain paleo to people who who don't get it, or you know they 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 maybe push back a little bit, or they say, don't you need grains for fiber and stuff like that? Um, is the first part to my question, um, and also how do you deal with paleo police? 
Bill, Bill was the paleo place for Halloween this year. Did, did you, you guys that? know that? <laughs> no, no, we actually no, didn't. No, fantastic. Oh, yeah, you got it. You got it. It was a great costume. You got to snoop around Instagram because it was so funny. He printed out wanted signs for like all of these cookbook authors, and it was hilarious. We were at um, a party, and he was the paleo police, and it was just so funny. There were people um, that got really offended, like uh, Stacy and Matt, I think. Oh, no, it was Russ. Russ Crandall, who's the domestic man, he he posted a, a photo of his wanted sign and on Facebook, and somebody got real up in arms, like, who do, who does this person think they are? <laughs> it's a joke, guys. Yeah, it's a joke. We'll, we'll um, post those pictures on our Facebook. We'll go hunt them down. You'll get yeah. less likes on Instagram now. I'm about to hit it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. Um, Back to the question. Do yeah, I mean, how do how do we explain it to people? Yeah. That, along I mean, with our approach to paleo, that's that's evolved over the years. I mean, yeah. you, you figure out what people respond to and what they don't. Now we just tell them we eat plants and animals. That's exactly that's, what we do. <laughs> you know, that's that's pretty much how we eat. We you know we avoid gluten and refined sugar and um, and we we mostly eat plants and animals and people there's a pretty good response to it we were challenged um earlier on by a lot of people um and i think a lot of people are just sort of used to us now and you mean like friends and family friends and family yeah. and um i think paleo is you know people are people know about it more i mean we were at whole foods today and the woman at the cash register was talking she was ringing up our cauliflower and she was like oh i made a pizza crust with cauliflower and bill said are you paleo and she said yeah i am (laughs) so um you know you're just we're just seeing more and more people now it's it's really cool um so I think before we, we really tried hard, we'd be like, well, you know, our ancestors, this and that, and, um, you know, digestion and blah, blah, blah. And we just sort of cut back on all of that. And just now we just say, oh, we eat plants and animals. And if they ask more questions and they do, but a lot of people are just like, oh, that sounds healthy. Um, I, I think it comes down to being tuned into who you're talking to. And, and like, like you said earlier, like, whether somebody's ready or not to to hear something, yeah. I mean, you know, some people just aren't ready, so it's like we don't we don't push it on those people if yeah. they want to know more than we tell them. But you know, yeah, some people aren't. That's perfect, I think. And look, you could if you haven't figured it out already, like we just love your book, and you've got so many good recipes in there. Like we sell bucket loads of your Make It Paleo books in my practice, certainly because it's just oh. it's such a good just what you know go to book for anyone who's getting into paleo that just has all the recipes covered and and obviously with gather you've sort of gone that next step further and done some more of the entertaining sort of stuff um yeah i guess i'm just curious with gather i mean some of the recipes in there they do tend to be a bit sort of sweeter and a bit more sort of i guess maybe sometimes foods like where do you guys see the distinction there in terms of like how often perhaps you go to those sort of foods yeah um so i guess that sort of goes along with the paleo police question (laughs) Uh, well with gather that was like that was the book that we had to make. There was no way we'd be able we would have been able to accomplish that book if we had kids. Um, it was so challenging. Yeah. Uh, every every single um, spread menu spread in that book was shot at a different 
house. And some of them were, were in different cities. Um, and there was one that was in a different country. So, um, it was really, really challenging on our part. I mean, we packed up our car every week with all of our dishes and food and, um, and the thing that made it even more challenging is that we were like, oh, we need lifestyle photos in this. So we would ask people, um, like friends and family, if we could photograph in their homes. And then we're like, by the way, we want you to be in the book. So, um, and that just, that was, we it was learned, too much. We learned um, <laughs> like halfway through that book that it was better to just get the photos done of the food and the table and then um, get the lifestyle photos just sort of as, you know, if they worked out after as people were eating and stuff. And um, the cover of Gather uh, was photographed by a really great food photographer in Pittsburgh, and he helped us with the cover. And uh, that was the only meal I've ever cooked that I felt like I couldn't eat after. Um, He asked us if we had glycerin to to squirt on the food and um it was just poked and under hot lights and sprinkled with with different salt and um and he was like whenever he asked us if we had the glycerin we're like we eat this food after we photograph it he was like that's so crazy and um and he say just, the same thing about his approach <laughs> and um we just couldn't he couldn't believe that with that book um, we cooked all the food, photographed it, and then fed it to people. Um, and that's exactly what—that's exactly what happened. Um, we actually did have gatherings with all of those meals in that book. Um, so that was like the book that we absolutely had to make, and it's meant—it's it, just beautiful, and it was so difficult, and it would—it was just such an accomplishment for us, and um, and it's meant to be. A celebration. That book is is about celebrations, and it's meant to be a celebration. And um, we just aren't really big advocates of restriction. Um, if you really need something sweet, you know, make yourself a little grain free chocolate chip cookie or something, um, and don't beat yourself up about it because yeah. beating yourself up about it is so much worse than the act of eating the cookie, you know? Um, and, um, we just, we love entertaining and we have, we both have big families and we, we live in a city where all of our family is and we have a lot of family meals and those gatherings are important to us. Um, and dessert comes with that usually, um, not always, but, um, sometimes. And I mean, our day-to-day food is meat and vegetables and, um, healthy fat. And, um, sometimes we have desserts, but we try and make them as healthy as possible. Um, so that's just sort of our, our viewpoint on that. Um, that's really (laughs) cool. So, I mean, that's about all the time we've got today um but if like me you want more on bill and Haley and their delicious recipes i highly recommend you get onto their website primalpalette.com it has hundreds of free paleo recipes links to their blog it's got paleo resources and heaps more so that's primalpalette.com and also grab a copy of their recipe books guys they are amazing and i can uh, um, prove this. Steve and I actually borrowed a copy of Make It Paleo. It made it to our coffee table and we looked at each other and we said, this isn't going back, is it? 
so um, <laughs> we, were, we were sold upon first look. So um, that's Make It Paleo, and that describes the fundamental cooking techniques. It outlines useful tips for selecting the best ingredients. It chronicles a variety of menus for holidays, special occasions. And then there's Gather, The Art of Paleo Entertaining, and that's a must for anyone who loves stressed stress-free, healthy eating with friends and family. So both books have beautiful photos and make paleo cooking a true joy. And um, keep up to speed with the latest news as it unfolds on Facebook by liking their page, The Food Lover's Primal Palette. And that's a great way to get ideas for new tasty items you can try yourself in the kitchen. Uh, Food Lover's Primal Palette is also on Pinterest and Instagram, or you can follow Ben Haley on Twitter and YouTube by searching Primal Palette. And lastly, make sure you download My Kitchen app, uh, which is free for both Android and iPhone users. Um, It's really handy. It helps you with your planning and your shopping and obviously those recipes. And we will, of course, upload links to all of these resources on our Facebook page, That Paleo Show. Well, that's it for this week. I think it's time to go and whip something up in the kitchen. I'm starving. Um, We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did. Make sure you head over to our website, thatpaleoshow.com, to tell us what you think. Until next week, check us out on Facebook, share your story, and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts. That's a wrap. <laughs> wow, that was great, guys. Good that, was probably, that was probably the best podcast we're ever on, I think. I could <laughs> talk to you guys for a long, lot longer than a half hour. Come <laughs> to Australia. Yeah, yeah. We want to. recording when you said that, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to tell you guys something. Um, whenever I was in middle school, I was totally obsessed with Savage Garden. (laughs) Classic. Which made made me totally obsessed with everything that had to do with Australia. So, (laughs) Australian accents, Australia, Australian people. (laughs) (laughs) You look just like them. I I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to move to Australia. I wanted to marry an Australian man. Like, I just, I wish I had an Australian accent, it was like everything. Well, so, well, we can pretty funny. The accent, that's fine. Uh oh. 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 Shih Tzu, Charlie's one-year-old, and he he woke up from sleeping to howling. <laughs>